Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Happy Throwback Thursday, everybody. Happy Thursday, folks. Boy, we had a good time at trivia, didn't we, Kevin? Oh, it was spooky and it was fun. It was silly. You did, that was clips you had were really, really fun, Rob. I'm still like laughing at them. You always oh. find such interesting videos. <laughs> oh, thank you. I like to scour the internet till I can find yeah. something delightful to put out for everybody. So, And a big <laughs> congratulations to our winners. They're coming in as a group now. We've got a foursome that plays as one unit. Which is Boy, very, very stiff competition, folks. So, uh, you know, we should uh, we, we need more groups. We should have more. Uh, of, yes. Of that. <laughs> Reach out and touch someone, as, as the old commercial used to say. Well, don't really. There's we're in a pandemic, so don't do that. It is great, though, to, to feel everyone there. It's it's like one of the most social nights of the week that I have, Rob. <laughs> yes. I, you, actually, <laughs> you see other people and you get excited. Um, so and I, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Brenda Vaccaro, which dropped this week. <laughs> Which that I, sentence alone, it just makes I, me so happy. <laughs> I loved her. I thought she was brilliant. She's the perfect guest. She told story after story after story. We didn't even need to be there, which makes me so happy. She told yep. her amazing. Press story. play, go away. And we're supposed to get lunch with her soon. So maybe Kevin and I will do a, a live stream of us uh, having lunch with Brenda Vaccaro. <laughs> she was great. And the story about really fun. the story about B. Arthur is just kind of worth the, the listen alone in my yes, opinion um definitely so as you know folks we are getting closer to election time it is getting doomier and gloomier in this world as, t- as time is going on but yeah. there is a great thing to take you away from all of your sadness a new book has just come out um it's available for purchase on amazon and if you click into the show description you can click the link and you can actually go and purchase this book um this book has been written by a previous guest of ours whom we both love adore so much and he's one of those individuals that uh, all of our listeners have been like when is he coming back on when is he coming <laughs> back on well he's back on today folks he has written this incredible book called watching from the wings 50 years of working with the stars this book is hysterical this book is moving and this book is the perfect medicine for the times that we are living in because it will take you away into a much much different world full of optimism and full of joy and of course the author of this book is the one the only jim brochu jim how are you today i can't believe well first of all i haven't read the book yet so i I, i'm looking forward to that 
I understand it's very good. So, J- Jim, this book is is absolutely fantastic, and it, like yeah. I said before, it's exactly what people need right now. It is so moving and it's so heartwarming. What was the inspiration to write this book? I was getting older. <laughs> I I was telling all these stories for years. And uh, finally, Steve said, you know, it's time to uh, write them down. And uh, and as I started to reminisce, I, you know, one thing led to another. And uh, uh, Amazon is a great outlet for publishing these books. So um, I sat there. I had written about 180 pages and then stopped uh, probably about five or six years ago. And I said, well, now now is the time. And when you think about 50 years, guys, it goes by so fast. Kevin, yeah. you're going to be a grandfather before <laughs> you know it. Honest to God, oh, yeah. I mean, in the blink of an eye, it all goes so fast. When you talk about the musicals of the 50s, I don't have to study that. <laughs> yeah. I saw yeah. them. You know, I started going to the theater in 1959. And my first show was Gypsy. The second one was Take Me Along. The third one was Destry Rides Again. The fourth one was Bye Bye Birdie. All the original productions of that. So I was so blessed to come in at the tail end of the golden age of musical theater. And, uh, you know, saw all, all the shows of the early 60s. So, you know, it's it was something that still lives within me. I can still see that original production of Hello, Dolly, like a movie in my head. So, um, so that's, that's what made me write it. Cause I, I think I like gossip <laughs> and I think the book is very gossipy. Okay. So here's, here's the thing though, that separates Jim from a lot of the other people that saw shows in the 1950s and sixties. Once the curtain came down, your association with the show did not end. You often would go backstage, right? To, to, to meet these people. Yes. And back then you could do it. There was right. no barricades. There was no lists. There was nothing like that. After All American, I had the audacity to go back and say I wanted to meet Ray Bolger. <laughs> so the, the doorman, who actually became a friend of the family, his name was Al Nevis. And, uh, gee, I didn't write about this. Maybe there should be a volume two. But <laughs> I went backstage, and Ray Bolger couldn't have been sweeter and he said, you know, come back whenever you want. And I used to go back whenever I wanted. And I remember sitting in his dressing room before a performance of All-American where he was stretching and doing his exercises. And uh, we went down to the stage and I kept waiting for somebody to throw me out. I was standing in the wings of the, the Winter Garden. The overture was playing. The curtain went up and I watched the show. And then somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, what are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> but but Al Nevis, who was the doorman, uh, when Carnival was playing, I used to go to the Winter Garden after everybody had gone home, and I used to play with the act curtain, and I'd raise and lower the act curtain of the of the Winter Garden stage. Yeah, it was it was quite remarkable. Tell us about Noel Coward. Well, I I can't tell you much. I, I he had. Um, when Davy Burns, Davy Burns was my mentor and Your my great best friend, friend. Mm-hmm. and uh, and so I, I lived in Davy Burns' dressing room at the uh, St. James Theater and also at the uh, well, whatever theater he was at, I lived in that dressing room. And, that was during uh, Forum. Um, during Forum was at the Alvin Theater, but this mm-hmm. was at the St. James. Hello, this Dolly. was during Dolly, and a man came in every Wednesday who nobody knew. 
He just was this kooky character who brought buckets of chicken to everybody in his white suit and his white goatee and crazy white hair and and little, um, you know, string tie. And his name was Harlan Sanders. And he was bringing this newly formed Kentucky Fried Chicken to get publicity. So Davy Burns had spent about six years in London on the London stage. He did Nymph Errant with Gertrude Lawrence and, uh, and he did a lot of films there. Uh, and in fact, um, there's a clip of the Merv Griffin show. I think you can, uh, I, I'm not sure how you can get to it, but it's Merv Griffin, David Burns, Tallulah Bankhead. She was on the show too. And Davey introduces Colonel Sanders, uh, who was in the audience. And nobody knew who the hell he was. <laughs> so, uh, so one night, I come back, uh, you know, and I used to sell orange drink at the St. James. Davey got me this job so I wouldn't have to pay for tickets. So uh, here I was, and I put my little orange drink stand away. And I went up to hang out in his dressing room. And here's Colonel Sanders, was standing by the bathroom door, feeding chicken to Noel Coward. <laughs> it was just the most absurd thing to, to see Noel Coward eating fried chicken. With I can just imagine. And, you know, it's awfully good, awfully good. <laughs> I can't say that I got to know the man. He, uh, he left rather quickly after that. Tell us a little bit about what it was like being friends with Lucille Ball. I was very lucky to, I had written this play called The Lucky O'Leary's. And uh, this is very, it's a very name droppy story, you know, and, uh, you know, I know it's very uh, kind of crude to drop names. Uh, Queen Elizabeth told me that. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What? So. (laughs) That's good. So anyway, I had written this play and I sent it to Kate Hepburn, who I had an acquaintance with. And uh, she said, I'd be totally miscast. Why don't you send it to Lucille? And I said, Ball? She said, yes. I said, do you know how to get in touch with her? No. And that was the end of it. (laughs) So um, I knew a producer who had uh, written. No, actually, Kate Hepburn set me up with a fellow named Meryl Karp. She introduced me to Meryl, who had produced Stone Pillow and also had produced all of Kate Hepburn's movies of the week. So um, I got Lucy's address from a Maps to the Stars Homes. And I took the play and I wrote a letter saying I, I had been in her comedy class. She gave a six-week comedy class in 1977 at the Sherwood Oaks Experimental College. And there was about 100 of us in the class. And, and she sat up in a director's chair and she said, I'm not a teacher bring me questions every week. So I would bring her questions. The whole class would bring her questions. And, um, and so I wrote, I was in that class. Meryl Karp thinks this is a good play. I wish you'd read it. And, and I think this was the biggie. I played backgammon. (laughs) I was a big backgammon fan. I was a pretty good backgammon player. So two days later, the phone rings, Jim, this is Lucy. Your play made me laugh for the first time in two years. Can you come over? And uh, she answered the door, the front door herself. She was all in white. Her hair was done beautifully. And, I, you know, I'm a nervous wreck. It's the lady who had taught me everything about comedy and who I worship, literally worship. So she said, we'll go to the back house and we'll play. 
Well, I sat down opposite her and crack, I broke her chair. <laughs> so I, I didn't know whether to, I said, Miss Ball, oh, Lucy, call me Lucy. I said, well, Lucy, I just broke your chair. She said, well, get another one. I said, well, okay. So I take the second chair and sit down, crack. Now I've broken two chairs in the span of a minute. I said, I broke that one too. And now she's starting to look like, who the hell is this? What have I gotten into? I said, why don't I take that chair? It looks sturdy. She said, the other two look sturdy too. <laughs> so I sit down and she tried to tell me a joke, which I'm not going to repeat here. You can read the first book to get the joke, because it's a little too risque for uh, the media. And my response to the joke made her laugh so much that I knew we had bonded at that moment. And uh, we never talked about the play that day. We talked about our parents and growing up and every other thing. And then at the end of the five hours I had spent there and I beat her by one point. So she knew she had a player. She said, can you come back tomorrow? And I said, yeah, tomorrow's my birthday. So if I come back, you have to give me a present. And she said, well, maybe I'll give you a chair. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> she, she gave me a beautiful watch with a, uh, uh, her little face on it with a, uh, a note that said, for Jim, I will always have time for you. Hmm. And uh, I spent every day with her until the day she died. All right, so now the book comes out. And as soon as I got the galleys, I sent them to Lucy Arnaz, because I, I was so proud of the book. I wanted her to, to read it. It's a love letter to her mother. There is absolutely no criticism about her. Hmm. And I didn't say very much about Gary. Well, Lucy didn't like the fact that it was coming out so soon after her mother died. I had never planned to write a book, but I had a friend who actually lived in the building I'm in now who would call me every day and say, what did she talk about today? So I started to make notes because she was telling me wonderful stories about her life. And she was also planning to write her biography with Bob Thomas. So... I, I looked at all these notes and I had a, a literary agent at the time and I said, will you look at these and see if I have anything? He said, you really have something here. You have the story from the horse's mouth that nobody else has. And he said, I'm, write a chapter. So I sat down, I wrote a chapter probably in two days. He sent it to William Morrow and they bought it on the spot. So the whole process of talking to him, the agent, to the point the book was accepted was four days 
So William Morrow published it. I sent it to Gary. I sent it to Lucy Arnaz. Lucy was upset because she had thought it had come out too fast. And she also found things in there that she didn't believe. Subsequently, those things that I wrote about have, have come to light as being absolutely true. Uh, she saw interviews with her mother talking about the same thing. Mm. So happily, uh, Lucy and Arnez and I, uh, we are good acquaintances. You know, we see each other. It's always a hug and a kiss. And I think there's, I have such respect for her, not only as an entertainer, because I think, boy, is she a triple threat. She can do it all. And uh, the fact that she's a great mother, you know, you never read about her kids in trouble or, or they, they all have very successful lives and she's had a very long marriage. So I'm a huge fan of Lucy Arnaz. Uh, however, Gary Morton, I thought Gary Morton was one of the great users of all time. I think he contributed to her downfall by insisting she do this uh, half hour sitcom uh, called Life with Lucy, which uh, I think was on in 1986. Uh, Aaron Spelling was the producer, and uh, Gary Morton called me. And, well, let me go back to why I thought he was a user. That she didn't want to do that series. She, her body was not responding the way it, it had been. She was a physical comedian, but he insisted they had a 13-week deal. Well, the, the show only lasted for six weeks, and she said as she left the studio carrying her own makeup case, she said people turned their back because they were too embarrassed to look at her. And she oh. said she just wept for a long, long time. Um, a little side thing, they always called each other by nicknames. His real name was Morty Goldapper. And when she was young, she used the name Diane Belmont as a model. So he would come home and he'd say, uh, uh, hi, Diane. And she'd say, hi, I'm Morty. Anyway, he called me. He was infuriated that I had written this book. Furious. And he actually said that famous line, you're through in show business. <laughs> now, the thing that I didn't like about Gary is that Lucy always said to me, well, you know, the other one was a philanderer. He was always with women. But this one is not. I know where he is. He's on the golf course. And he was. And four months after Lucy died, he married his golf bro, Susan. It's in the book, so I'm, I'm not talking out of school. Lucy actually optioned the Lucky O'Leary's as a series that she wanted to do it with uh, Audrey Meadows. Uh, and in fact, uh, there's a picture in the book of a wonderful evening where I, a kid of the 50s, am sitting between Audrey Meadows and Lucy Ricardo. I mean, it was just one of the most unforgettable moments of my life. But um, they optioned it for $5,000. 20th Century Fox optioned it for $5,000. So uh, Gary and I had gone to uh, 20th and his big Bentley and, you know, he was playing the producer. And uh, so about two weeks after that, Lucy said to me, what, what did you do with your money? I hope you put it away. And I said, well, I, I haven't been paid yet. She said, well, what do you mean? I said, I, I haven't seen any checks or anything. Well, about four hours later, and I have this message. I saved all of her phone messages. Uh, she called me and she said, uh, uh, when you come over tomorrow, Gary has a check for you. 
And uh, so I, I think Gary Morton was doing something duplicitous with my $5,000. I couldn't say everything back then, but I thought years have passed. I'm old. Who cares now? Exactly. Do you still get starstruck? Absolutely. Mm. Yes, absolutely I do. Yeah, because th- there's something about a star. There's a reason that they're stars. You know, not, not so much anymore. I'm not as intimidated. Um, I'm, I'm more myself, but I, I can turn right into Ralph Cramby, you know, hamana, 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 yeah. uh, and, and not quite know what to say. I don't know if there's anybody left that I would be uh, <laughs> starstruck by. Who do you get starstruck by? Besides me, of course. Well, obviously, the great Jim Brochue. No, uh, yeah. but it's, this is a good, it's true though, because Rob and I say that we, we often get starstruck by, by the ones that you wouldn't expect as much. It's the ones that we really have a deep love of their talent or what they offer the business, but they sometimes right. aren't the big names. Yeah. They'll be like the orchestrator or the, for me at least, or right. the, you know, the person that did something super special that only they could do, I think is, yeah. I don't mean to speak for you, Rob, but you know. Yeah. No, no, it's true. It's, you know, I, I was, we were, we were talking about this recently, you know, George Clooney could walk into a room and I, I think I could have a full conversation with him, you know, w- without a problem. But if, you know, Glennis Johns was so- going to walk in, I would go, uh, I, I, uh, you know what I, that's for me, that's it. That's it. You know, I, yeah. it, it's those people that I think I grew up with that I admire so much. And I still have those yeah. pinch me moments. And I think you probably do too, Jim, where you go, especially reading this book, you see it, which is, you know, how do you go from, you know, watching Davy Burns going, God, I wish I could do what he does to, mm being one of his closest like, uncle Davy, <laughs> uncle Davy. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that time, Rob, I was 13 years old and I didn't know any better. <laughs> you know, I just didn't know any better. And, and if I was starstruck by somebody, it was probably someone I had seen on TV. Like I was starstruck meeting very briefly, Jackie Gleason, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the shores one night that uh, he would, he loved Davy Burns and had him on his show several times. And he was, Davey was the only person who ever broke up Gleason. And, and you could see it in the episodes uh, that he did. I'll tell you, somebody who I was absolutely starstruck by was Anita Gillette. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Totally starstruck. And, you know, not only has she become a very dear friend, but, you know, working together well with you. If, if it wasn't for you, we had that wonderful night on our shared birthday. Yeah. Uh, about three years ago. And uh, that was so heartwarming to, you know, when you start working with your idols, it is so fulfilling. It's, yeah. it's just uh, great. And the same with Marilyn May, you know, yeah. singing, with, singing with that idol. And I'm thinking, you know, what am I doing here? How did I get in here? <laughs> I know that feeling oh so well. One of the great things about this book, and I want to ask you your how you do this, is you have had a very, thank God, very long career doing this. But when you read the book, I never get a sense of cynicism. I never get a sense of pessimism. I never get a sense that you're jaded. The optimism in the last chapter is the optimism in the first chapter. What is it about this business that keeps you so buoyant and optimistic? It's, it's something I always wanted to do. It was a business I loved, you know, and I, 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 I thought, I don't care if I'm the stage doorman, you know, I don't care if I'm shining actor's shoes. I just want to be a part of this. And mm-hmm. you have been a part of it on, on a grander scale than I could ever hope. It's, it's that my dreams have come true. 
You know, you do a show and there's nothing like a group of actors meeting on the first day and you're a family by the second day. That's right. You know, what other business in the world has that kind of warmth and, and the shared talent that you're all there respecting what each other does? And I, I think it's, it's just the sense of joy of giving joy. You know, when you hear an audience laugh, when you hear an audience applaud, I mean, that's adrenaline. It's, it's mm-hmm. a drug. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a drug that's, um, that keeps you going in that, that wonderful sense of, you know, something or other, as Dolly said, that something or other might turn out well. <laughs> and so since March, we haven't had that. Um, what are you doing to keep yourself still artistically active? Obviously, there's the book, which is fantastic. But what else are you doing to keep yourself connected to this wonderful world? I have started a whole new career. Uh, as long as we were here, as long as I couldn't go out, I started doing something that uh, I always wanted to do. And now I am about halfway th- through it. I am writing a murder mystery. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> it's called Murder on the Orpheum Circuit. <gasps> I love this. It's a great title. It takes place on the opening day of the Orpheum Theater in Los Angeles on February 15th, 1926. And the detective is Jack Benny. Oh my God. Okay, That's great. Fun. Great. So, uh, so, and the next one after that will be Murder at the Pantages and Murder at the Palace. And so I've, I've got a whole three, I, I have three books in my head. So that's what I'm doing. And it's wonderful. I don't have to put on pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love that. With no pants on. <laughs> well, okay. And you know what I love is I love going back to that world, that 1926 vaudeville world. You know, and uh, and some of the characters are real, like Ina Clare is one of the characters and James Barton, uh, who, you know, were both great vaudeville performers. And then there's some uh, that I've made up, but uh, it's it's a combination of both. So I'm about halfway through it now. And writing a murder mystery is fascinating. I knew who the murderer was when I started and it's not finishing out that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a mystery as you it, write it. it. That's the story, really... dictated, the story dictated something else. So uh, and, murder on the Orpheum Circuit. And in the in the subsequent books after the Orpheum Circuit one, is Jack Benny going to always be the detective? Is he your, your Poirot? I, or is it a different I person? So. No, I think he is. Steve was saying it would be funny if Gracie Allen was uh, the detective in, in one of them. But uh, I want to keep setting them in that world of vaudeville of the 1920s, you know, and um, and so far it's been a a ball. I've had a riot just immersing myself in that world and writing about these characters. I well, we cannot wait to read that. But it should be finished in, in about. Six weeks to eight weeks, I think. Listen, folks, if you love show business the same way that we all do, this book is exactly what you need right now. Once again, it's called Watching from the Wings, 50 Years of Working with the Stars, written by a star himself, the great Jim Brochu. Once again, if you click into our description uh, for this episode, you will be able to click the link to go and purchase a copy of this book. The last few months 
of 2020 have just been horrendous and to escape into this world has been a much, much needed panacea. So thank it, you. Well, you know, it, it all stopped when we were working together. Yeah. We had just it, done an incredible dress rehearsal and I was so blessed to be a part of that incredible cast of these 20 year olds. You know, this is Rob's we uh, theater company, a class act. We, we were sitting at rehearsal one day and I forget which, I think it was Leanna Rubin who turned to me and said, I think you're a little older than the rest of us. <laughs> Gentlemen, it is so good to see you. Listeners, once again, please buy the book, Watching from the Wings uh, by the great Jim Brochu. Once again, click on our link. You'll be able to purchase it there. It is really a wonderful, wonderful escape from the world we are currently Total living joy. in. I feel like, Jim, you could put like any celebrity's name in a hat and just pull the name out and be like, boom, tell us this story. <laughs> That'd be a good parlor game, yes. Anybody but Maria Uspenskaya. <laughs> and I have no choice. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.